Time to check out Rick's reading list and see what's on there. Um, I'm going to do a book here that um, oftentimes I'll, I'll read things that I, I don't put them on Rick's reading list just because it may not necessarily be of interest to everyone. And I almost didn't put this one on the list, but uh, I think many of you know that I am a hardcore golfer and just have loved the game for 40 plus years. Um, I've had a chance to play all around the world and some amazing people have come into my life because of the game of golf. Well, one of the things that is such a challenge is that you don't ever master the game of golf. There are a lot of things that you feel like, okay, well, you know what? I've, I've gotten pretty good at driving a car. I don't, I don't have a lot of accidents. You know, I, I feel like I'm, I'm probably pretty good at grilling steaks. At this point, I, I don't very often burn them to such a crisp that they can't be eaten. But golf is one of those things that no matter how many times you've played or where you've played or who you have played with, the equipment that you have, whatever, is just a very difficult and humbling game. Thus, uh, one of my favorite books on golf was written by Dr. Bob Rotella, R-O-T-E-L-L-A, Dr. Bob Rotella, and his book is called Golf is Not a Game of Perfect. And I think that it's a fascinating read for a lot of reasons, not the least of which is the fact that the game is very, very hard. And that we oftentimes think that we have to do things perfectly if we are going to score our best, play our best, etc. And golf is not a game of perfect really helps us to understand that striving for perfection and trying to do something perfectly oftentimes ends up making it much more difficult. So Dr. Bob Rotella is a sports psychologist who is based at the University of Virginia. And during his time in terms of helping athletes, he has worked with some of the best who have ever played. And it goes back a long time. I mean, back to the time when he was working with um, people like Nick Price and Tom Kite and Pat Bradley and John Daly. In golf is not a game of perfect. He goes beyond what are the mental aspects of the game and just relying on certain techniques. But the reason that I wanted to bring this up today and put it on Rick's reading list is because there are so many things in the book that even if you are not a golfer, the psychology of being a human being is really what Dr. Bob is talking about. And I want to give you an example here. I'm going to go to relatively early chapter on in the book. And what he says in the title of this chapter is how Stuart Anderson created his own reality. Dr. Bob says, fine athletes in every sport know the importance of trusting their mechanical skills, and they do it regardless of the results they achieved on their last attempt. One of the best stories on the subject I've ever heard came from Stuart Anderson, a University of Virginia football player who went on to play several years with the Washington Redskins. Stuart took a seminar that I gave on confidence in athletics. 
I asked him to share with the class what went through his mind when he was thinking confidently. Now, I want you to think about this, not necessarily from the perspective of a football player or a golfer or a basketball player. I mean, think of this as a CEO. Think of this as a mom. Think of this as being somebody who is an accountant and working on a very difficult project. Okay, it goes on. Stewart replied with a story from his high school basketball career. He says, I was a 50% shooter from the floor. In the first round of the state playoffs during my senior year, I took my first shot and I missed. Well, Stewart kept missing. And he had the worst shooting night of his life in that game. He missed 20-odd shots in a row. And his team teetered on the edge of elimination. One of the other students in the seminar asked Stuart, why didn't you start passing the ball after you missed, say, after you missed 10 in a row? And his response is, because I'm a shooter. But let me finish the story. His team scrapped and stayed in the game. With a minute to go, trailing by a point, they stalled the ball and called timeout. The coach, reasoning that Stuart at this point was undeniably cold and couldn't be fixed, designed a play that would run 55 seconds off the clock and then set up a shot for another player, a junior, on the team. Wait a minute, Coach, Stewart said. I want the shot. Give me the ball. The underclassman, as it turned out, really didn't want the shot at that stage. So the coach, against his better judgment, changed his plan, called a play instead to give Stewart the shot. He got the ball beside the free throw line, one of his favorite spots. He turned, he jumped absolutely confidently. His eyes zeroed in on the rim. He let the shot go and it went in. He was the hero. Fans carried him off the floor. The next day, the newspapers headlined his game-winning shot. And after hearing the story, one of the students in my class raised his hand and said, how did you stay confident after you'd missed all of those shots? And here's the key to the story. You have to understand, said Stewart, I've always been a 50% shooter. After I missed one, I figured the next one was likely to go in. When I missed two, I was overdue. By the time I'd missed five, I figured that the next one absolutely had to drop. As a matter of fact, every time I missed, I figured the odds were increasing in my favor. Okay, one student said, if that's how you think when you miss your shots, what do you do if you make your first six or seven. He says, that's totally different. If you decide that that's your night, it means you're on a hot streak and you're going to make everything you look at. That's ridiculous, the other student said. You can't have it both ways. And he said, of course you can. Stewart had revealed something very basic about the way good athletes think. They create their own realities. They think however they have to think to maintain their confidence and get the job done. A shooter's mentality in basketball, in golf, it's even more essential because there's no one coming off the bench to replace a player who's struggling. 
It's a book of gold nuggets just like that that take you through everything that you need to know about playing better golf without changing your swing, without buying new clubs, without going out and taking a ton of lessons about thinking differently. And at the same time, so many of the things in Dr. Bob Rotella's book called Golf is Not a Game of Perfect apply to our day-to-day lives. His knowledge, his practical approach to psychology have been an enormous help to so many as he has a way to turn something that seems so complicated into something that seems so simple. If you're a golfer, you'll pick it up, and I would recommend reading it at the beginning of every season because these are truths that we need to keep in the front of our mind rather than somewhere in the recesses of our mind. Golf is not a game of perfect. On Rick's reading list this week from Dr. Bob Rotella, R-O-T-E-L-L-A, really a wonderful, wonderful book.